content discussed on this show is not necessarily the opinion of the cast of Spiritually Raw, and topics quite often are for mature audiences only. So, if you happen to have your 13-year-old listening in... Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritually Raw. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We have a great show for you. I'd like to also thank uh, our producer, Juan, here for just uh, keeping the super glue together on the show, keeping everything nice and tight for us. And, you know, you can also find us on BBS every Monday and Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're an expert or authority or have an amazing personal story that revolves around the supernatural, we definitely want to know about it. And all you have to do is go to spirituallyraw.com and put in your information. That's right. Thank you very much. And <laughs> put in your information right there right to apply to be a guest to apply to be a guest so we got a super jam-packed show today don't we we are so busy so we got to get rolling let's quick, roll Jay. let's roll we have three guests today i'm going to give you a quick intro on two before we get to christine okay so frank diversa he was agnostic for 20 years and has been on a spiritual journey ever since incurring a serious yet treatable illness in 1997 He's the author of Spirituality in the 21st Century. We also have Patricia Bokowski. Patty went from corporate America to successful entrepreneur. She's on a mission to inspire style and motivate the masses. And let me tell you something, Jay. She has over 400,000 social media followers. She's totally killing it. 400,000 followers. That's yeah. great. That's right on. First up, though, we have Christine Breeze. She is the founder of... Gaia Sagrada in Ecuador and the University of Metaphysical Sciences in California. She's also a, a shaman. She works in San Pedro, blessed by the elders to carry the medicine. We're going to talk today about shamanic retreats with ayahuasca. Your favorite topic. I'm so excited about this. Uh, shamanic plant medicine ceremony. She offers soul travel through the universe within, even if the person's never meditated before. It's going to take you to like a whole nother stratosphere. All right. I understand. Christine feels it's good for a person to experience that for which he or she is aiming for. All right. Let's welcome Christine to the show. Hello, Hello Chris- Christine. How are you? I'm good. Uh, our audience was How rushing the stage for you there. So can you start off by telling us what exactly is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca is a, it's a psychedelic shamanic medicine from the jungles of South America. It is a mixture of two substances. It's the vine, which grows around the trees, and, and this has what the enzyme inhibitor in it that stops certain enzymes so that the DMT in the leaves can pass through. The leaves are the other part of the mixture. It, ayahuasca is two things. It's the vine of uh, a certain vine and then also certain kinds of leaves that have DMT in them. And when you mix them together, this is the ayahuasca. Where and is it's, it? a, it's from the South American jungles. Where, where is it grown? Is it only specific areas? It, it, it's any jungle in South America. I mean, really, it grows in everywhere where the jungle is. It could be in Colombia, it's Peru, Ecuador, the jungles of Venezuela, Brazil, anywhere where there's the jungle 
climate. Is this that's, a, that's what it takes. Christine, is this specific to South America then? So you wouldn't find this, let's say, in Asia or anything like that? People have tried to grow it in other places, and they do, but it's not a lot. Uh, it grows in Hawaii. I know Terrence McKenna planted it there like maybe 30 years ago, 40 years ago. <laughs> and from what I understand, it's growing nice. Oh, so wow. it'll grow in a jungle climate if you take it there, but it's, but it's indigenous to South America, yes. So is it knocked off? Or, or, so how would somebody know if they're getting the authentic version of ayahuasca? Honestly, if it's in the United States or Europe or anywhere else where I know there's a lot of people trying to, say, cash in on ayahuasca ceremonies, even though they're not shamans, I don't know if there's any way to really know if you're getting the real thing or not. I, I suggest that people go to South America if they can, or at least work with a South American shaman if they can, or people who have been trained in these traditions as shamans, don't just be with a hippie giving the medicine. <laughs> right, 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 okay. Because people are synthesizing it, and, and it's not the same thing. So or it's really watered down or mixed with other things to make it seem like it's ayahuasca, but it's not. You don't know if it's muddy water with a hit of acid in it. Really. That's what I was wondering. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I know. Okay, so, so how does um how does why does one even come to and say okay like can is there is there like a general theme of why someone would say okay I would like to go through an ayahuasca type of ceremony as opposed to like mushrooms, let's say. Well, the ayahuasca has a reputation for a deep healing on on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, especially the physical component. There's been miracle healings associated with it all over the place, and I've seen them myself. I've witnessed them myself. But um, mushrooms is more of an emotional and a mental medicine, but the ayahuasca has been known to really tackle it at the physical level, too, so that you can actually hold the energy that you're trying to change in your mental and your emotional body so and so I, I think a lot of people they're attracted to it mostly because they believe that it can really turn around a, a problem they have that they've been working on for 20 years with this or that it's it's like 20 years of psychotherapy in two weeks that is so cool so are you when you say that you see miraculous recoveries are you talking physical or emotional yeah Emotional, mental, physical. I've seen people end suicidal feelings after these retreats where they're just like, oh my gosh, just I'm just not, that programming isn't even here now. And I have a whole different perspective on life and myself. I've seen those kind of healings. I've seen physical healings. For instance, there was a guy in a sweat lot who, he was here at a 12-day retreat and he was paralyzed for like two years and for the past three years, he had regained his ability to walk. He was just determined that he was going to be able to not remain paralyzed all his life. And he spent two years trying to get it back. He got it back, but he didn't have any feeling in all of his body. Like, he couldn't feel heat. He couldn't feel cold. He couldn't feel a hug. He couldn't feel a kiss. And so he did so three ceremonies into the retreat. Once he was in the sweat lodge taking both medicines together, after that, all his physical sensations came back, his sense of feeling, something reconnected. And he could feel everything from That's then on. And he was extraordinary. So, so are you saying then over the course of two weeks you do it more than one time? 
Oh, yeah. We have seven ceremonies in the two weeks. Five are part of the program, but there's an extra two that if you want to do it and you can keep up with it. First, we didn't want to put it in the program because these these retreat centers that cram a whole bunch of ceremonies back to back, they're not giving you enough integration time. They're not giving you the rest time. And some people can go all pedal to the metal with it and some people can't. So we didn't want anybody to pay for a ceremony they're not going to do. Because sometimes people just, if they do those kind of retreats, they just, they have to skip some ceremonies if they can't integrate it that fast. Yeah. But but we also have six-day retreats with three ceremonies, and we have seven-day retreats with three ceremonies with the option of an extra one it, as it, well. Are the, cool. cer- are the ceremonies more to, like, uh, for example, like the six or the seven days, is it more like the first three days? Or the, is that more the setup of, like, what you're going to expect, and then you do the ayahuasca at the back end of the retreat, or is that at the beginning? Oh, no. We, we dive right in. Yeah, we, you we right arrive in, huh? on Saturday. Sunday, we're doing our ceremonies. No kidding. Huh? <laughs> wow. So is it like I've uh, how it's displayed on television where they drink, like you said, the muddy, muddy looking water, and then they uh-huh. become violently ill, like with vomiting? So do people go through that, or are they Some extreme people. cases? Not, not everybody. Um, Does everybody get I'd sick? Not everybody. I would say maybe fifty percent of the people throw up, but it's not violent. It's not like this. They're exaggerating it in the movies and the document. They're exaggerating it a lot, mm. and it lasts for a minute and a half, and it's over. Ah. It's not like you spend all night throwing up, right? Because that's, that's how they show it, right? Like it's going on for hours. So once you yeah, get into you it, feel though, there's a little nausea. Yeah. You feel a little nausea for maybe a couple hours before it happens, but that's it. So once it gets started, there's really no looking back, right? It's in your system. Uh, it's like taking the blue pill, the red pill, green pill. Which which one was the one in the Matrix where now you know? I think it, <laughs> I think it was the blue pill. Was it the blue one? I think so. Well, it was taking like the pill either way yeah. you look at it, right? So once and how it, long does it last? Well, the ceremony itself lasts about eight hours, but the medicine itself would last probably six of those eight hours. But there's prayers and there's water at the end and food, and so those are part of the ceremony as well. But the medicine itself is somewhere between four to six hours, unless a person wants to prolong it and take extra doses. We, we don't limit. A lot of centers will limit a person's dose, but we don't limit it. We we let you, if you want to take more, we're going to let you have it as long as you're in control of yourself, of course. When you uh, our our producer agrees with that, <laughs> give me more. <laughs> so so uh, what is uh what what uh, Christine when when the come down like when you come down after the six hours is it like coming down off of a drug per se or like a hangover or what's that like? And actually, you go to sleep, you get a good night's rest. Really, the ayahuasca is dream medicine. You actually make ayahuasca in your body. You make DMT every time you go to sleep and you dream. So in a way, it really sets you up for being ready to go to sleep at night. Once the ceremony's over, you get a good night's rest, and then you wake up and and the medicine's still working with you. Even though the ceremony's over and the and the effects of the medicine aren't aren't right there in your consciousness, the the medicine is still sub subtly working with you, and you'll get these aha realizations like, oh, I get it now. What it, what to do with this situation or that situation? 
And can you remember everything that happened? I do. Some people do. Some people don't. But I always explain to people, look, what is happening is that it's going into your subconscious. And anytime you need that information, it's right there. It comes to you. Oh, it's like stored memory. That's cool. Yeah, I try yeah, I try to tell people not to focus so much on trying to remember everything because it's too much to remember everything. How many times have you tried it? Oh gosh, I too much too much to remember everything. Thousands? (laughs) Okay, so is it not like a regular drug where it just you know you just killed off millions of brain cells is it does it have the opposite effect where it actually like releases brain cells that have been lying dormant i would say that's more the case but i can't say that from a scientific viewpoint i don't think there's any been been any studies on that but no this is not a you get smarter you get more aware you get more wise you get more consciousness than than without it i think personally have you ever had a negative have you ever you yourself or have you ever known anyone to have a negative experience oh yeah we have people who have a negative experience but usually what that's what that is is it's actually a healing a lot of people are like oh i don't want to have a negative experience but that negative experience is like a purging of old programming or old traumas and sometimes people cry sometimes somebody will be like really angry and scream because they're so angry at something that happened when they were younger and it's coming up for healing right now and release i'm talking about a different kind of negative experience like you've gone over the deep edge and you're just like seeing the boogeyman and i don't think it's like an acid, i don't think it's like an acid trip from that's what i'm talking Maybe about it's not like an acid trip right no, not really. It's it's it's. I have to say, it's more sentient, shall mm. we say? It's it's a more. Mm, gosh, what's the word? Pleasant. A pleasant surprise. No, I mean, no, there's there's unpleasant moments. Like sometimes people will see a dark spirit, but I teach people how to handle a dark spirit because dark spirits do come to these ceremonies to heal too. Sometimes they'll come to mess with the ceremony and they'll look for a vulnerable person and appear to them to see if they can scare them. Yeah. But those kind of spirits can't stay. I don't let them stay. Uh-huh. Our shamans don't let them stay. Right. So we, you're the gatekeeper. But, we do let the ones, but, but those are the ones we do want to let stay who want to heal. And what I teach people is these are hurt children. These are not big evil beings. They act like it or might pretend to be it, but they're not. If you ask this one are you tired of this do you want to go home a lot of them actually choose to heal and go home and then a legion of angels comes and takes them home christine hold that hold that that. no hold that thought for me we got to take a quick break a word from our sponsor everybody we'll be right back with more christine and we're going to learn more about the gaia sagrada retreat i hope i pronounced that right so hang tight we'll be right back yes you did Make 2020 an incredible year. Live the life you desire in your relationships, your career, your financial freedom, your health. It's all possible. Shari Hobson, an internationally known psychic counselor with over 20 years of experience as a karma and past life analyst, helps you move your dreams into reality. Her energy work in clearing and releasing blocks is being recognized by spiritual leaders and doctors from around the world. 
clear your path to your purpose, passion, and potential. Book your session today at sherryhopson.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-H-O-P-S-O-N.com. No Mind Has Gone Before with Michael Telstar. Michael Telstar is a master remote viewer and holds seven world records in escapology. Learn to remote view and become the ultimate psychic detective. Find lost objects, locate treasure, and missing persons. Master of Mentalism Michael Telstar is making a special appearance at the Mega UFO Conference February 15th to the 22nd at the Aquarius Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. Join him as he amazes you with his entertaining demos to bend metal, levitate objects, and so much more. Michael Telstar is available for events and seminars on remote viewing, out-of-body adventures, and lucid dreaming. Connect with Michael Telstar at 437-234-7713 or michaeltelstar.com. That's Michael, T-E-L-S-T-A-R-R.com. Get worldwide exposure. Be heard live on hundreds of the world's largest live broadcast stations. Spiritually Raw, the ass whipping truth wants you. We expose and explore controversial truths, myths, theories, and dogmas surrounding the spirit world, and no topic is taboo. Do you have an amazing or unusual personal story? Are you an author, expert, or authority in ancient mysteries, conspiracy theories, UFOs, aliens, world religions, or anything revolving around the spirit world? If so, then Spiritually Raw wants you. Be a featured guest, highlight your products and services, and showcase your personality. We book up really fast, so go to spirituallyraw.com and submit your request today. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritually Raw. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right back at you. Okay, we are with Christine Breeze, the founder of Gaia Sagrada in Ecuador. So, Christine, can you tell us a little bit about the Gaia Sagrada retreat? Well, uh, it's a beautiful little piece of heaven nestled in the Andes Mountains of Ecuador about an hour outside of Cuenca, about northeast, and oh my gosh, it's just so beautiful here. We have trees and fields and butterflies, and it's about 55 acres, 22 hectares. We have from the top of a mountain to the bottom of a mountain, and there's all these trails and flowers, and (laughs) I, I mean, I... I feel rather lucky to get to live here. Sounds and magical. And the shamans are great. Do you, do other people live there? Like, is it is it like um, you know, if you can help paint a picture, is it like kind of like a commune kind of a place, if you would, where you have other people that live in there? Yeah, the staff lives here. The staff is is sort of like permanent residents, and we the retreats people come and go every three weeks. But we take a week off between retreats just so everybody stays fresh. But um, pretty much, yeah, there's there's a community of people here. I wouldn't call it a commune, but it's just a place where people live and work, and, and we have the retreats. How far in advance does somebody need to book? So Sometimes we're fully booked about three months in advance, but then once in a while there's a cancellation and somebody could get in at the last minute. But um, we're starting to open it up to more people now and having 
two ceremonies and two retreats going on at the same time because so many people want to come. We had 40 person waiting lists. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's just let's do just so we have one side of the land for one retreat, and we have the other side of the land for the other retreat, and everybody really loves it. It's going really well. So if somebody goes there, um, is it? isolated would they stay there only or is it someplace like they go oh i'm gonna go there and then i'm gonna travel outside the area too like i'm gonna go hit a bar or something like that not so much a bar but just see (laughs) see the area go shopping or whatever or are they just there specifically for the weekend everything else is you know not even in existence in their mind uh well very few people think about wanting to go to a bar that's for sure yeah (laughs) okay uh, but yeah, we have day trips to some of the local attractions. We to the ruins, or they could go to like these these hot springs. They could go trek to the waterfall, go visit the Cajas National Park with the big mountains. Um, you know, bigger ones than we have here. I, I, these are really big mountains, but the Cajas, wow, those are those are really those are above the timberline. So it's all inclusive, and, in other words. Everything's yeah, cool. oh, that's nice. Yeah, very cool, Christine. Good for Sounds you. Sounds incredible. You. Yep. Nice job. Nice job. Sounds like you're living your life. Christine, we got another guest coming up, so can you tell us real quick where where everybody can find out about you, how they can get a hold of you, and if they want to book uh, you know, book a, a retreat and you know, really get connected in your world. Yeah, just guyasagrada.com, G A I A, which is the name for Mother Earth before <clears throat> it was called Earth. <laughs> So GaiaSagrada.com, and all the information is there for booking, for reading articles about ayahuasca, San Pedro. It's it's a really big site with a lot of information on it. All right. So right on, right that's on. the way to go. That's the way to go. And don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. We've may already made arrangements for Christine to come back several times, so I know everybody wants to hear more about this. So. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. She'll yeah, be here two more times yeah, because she has so much to talk about. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christine. Thank, thanks for being on the show today. Much love to you, and I appreciate your time, and a lot of blessings to you. Oh, thank you so much. You got it. You got it. All right. Who's up next? I'm putting that on my um, bucket list. Your bucket list? Yeah. My not. I shouldn't even say bucket list because that sounds like it'd be forever. She says there's cancellations. Well, I'm, you know what? I would really like to What'd do you that. Waiting list. I'm going to, and then I would like to do that in the next 365 days. All right. Okay. Well. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to add that to my list. Of you heard to that do first, things. everybody here on spiritually raw. And April, then I'll come April back and tell everybody all about it. Yep. yep. Since you're not going, it doesn't sound like you you're going to be attending. I, obviously, I just wasn't. In, I was disinvited. No, I didn't that's even not say, true. Oh my gosh, that was would horrible. you want to do it, Jay? Juan, did, would, would, did you just hear that? I mean, I didn't even. <laughs> my God. I'm going to ask you right here now. Would you? Want to do, or would you, will you do ayahuasca? Yes or no? I think after I hear Christine the second or third time, I'm much more, okay, put it this way. I'm a lot more confident of what it is hearing her this time. And so I think after maybe a second or third time, I'd like to defer my answer. But I'm getting closer. I really Looks am. like we're heading to Ecuador, Thank everybody. You. Thank you. That one person, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Patricia Bukowski. She's on a mission to inspire, style, and motivate the masses. And you know what? With 400,000 social media followers, She's doing just that. Patty went from corporate America to successful entrepreneur. She's the CEO and founder of Nine Frogs. It's all about fashion, lifestyle, blogging, entrepreneurship. She's an influencer a marketing st- and a marketing strategist. All right, Patricia, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? 
I'm great, thank you. 400,000 social media followers. Congrats, well, congratulations you go, girl. for that. So what what's the draw? <laughs> that, that's really impressive. So what's the draw in today's world? I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. So what is the draw? Um, I think a big part of it is providing really good content. Um, I think that's key in this day and age. Where, where, what, what was your starting point? Um, I started out as a personal shopper and, and an image consultant. That was my, you know, early days. And um, from there, I went to blogging, probably maybe like a year or so after I started. That was back in 2012. Um, and then I just started spreading out on different social media. Like I started with Facebook, went to Instagram, um, and then, like in 2015, I started uh, really my marketing plan on LinkedIn. Um, um, so now I have over like 40,000 followers on LinkedIn between my personal page and my business page. And I could tell you that's that, not easy. Yeah, yeah. That was actually very shocking to me, you know, to, to really grow it that, that big so quickly. So, um, so, so what exactly, yeah, I, I mean, obviously you have, must have some kind, kind of secret sauce. What do you think it is about you that is drawing these people to you? What are you saying? What are you delivering? What kind of t content is really triggering people to connect with you? You know what? I think it's a, a combination of a few things. Um, I think, you know, it's like anyone else when you follow them, um, you know, it's, it's, you kind of attract the people that like what you like, you know? So I put out, um, you know, anyone who follows me knows that I'm constantly um, posting fashion pictures, you know, now if you know anyone, you know, people who are in fashion, there's like a gazillion people in fashion. So, you know, how do you stand out from the crowd? And you, you know, for me, it's that I, you know, I post the kind of fashion that I like. Um, my blogs, you know, the same thing. I post fashion blogs and then I also have, you know, lifestyle blogs, which is, you know, basically, you know, anything from, you know, how to have a great day to how to gain amazing confidence. Um, and I think it's just a combination. And I think it's also, you know, people, you know, they, they like your style. They like your attitude. They like the comments that you make. Um, cause people will tell me that people will send me emails. People will say, Hey, I really love that blog that you did. That was, you know, that was great. That really made my day. Aww. Um, and I think it's also, you know, I don't know people like how you look, I guess, you know, they like my hair. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's a whole thing. And I think that's really what it comes down to is that you just kind of attract the people that you like. And I, you know, I work at it every day. You're like magnetic. I, every, I'm sorry. You're magnetic. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yes. That's oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you, so what'd you do in the corporate world before you even got into this? So if you can believe it, I actually, uh, I was in aviation actually. What? Um, my last 10 years I was, uh, working in aviation. So go figure that from aviation to fashionista. So what, what, um, what was it that, you threw you threw in the aviation. You said I want to be, you know, a fashion queen. You know, it was just a series of events. You know, uh, my position actually got eliminated where I was, and I kind of took that as an opportunity because at that time I had already been looking into um, having my own business, probably a good five years. And so when it happened, I just kind of thought, well, you know, maybe I truly felt this way because. 
I really hadn't been happy there for a while, and it kind of was just like, oh, you know, I, I need to do something. Every day I'd say, I need to do something. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, my God, the universe heard me. See, sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. So let me ask you this. You got exactly what you wanted. That's great. Let me ask you this, Patricia. So in the context of this being a show called Spiritually Raw, do you feel like your universe, if you would, do you feel like you manifested this thing? And I think you said the universe heard you. But do you truly believe in your heart of heart that this was just someone was listening to your calling? You know, it's so funny because I was actually just having a conversation last night with uh, my friend Ronnie and... um, and I was telling her how over the years that, you know, I was in the corporate world, you know, I had, you know, for anyone who remembers Franklin Planner, and I would constantly cut out quotes and put them in the planner, or I'd see if someone gave me a card and I loved it and had a great, like, message on it, and I'd take it, and I, I would tape it in there. And that's what she said to me last night. She's like, you manifested your own business because that's what your business is about. You inspire other people. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I said, that's exactly it. I said, I brought this into fruition. You know, it was a long time in coming, but I think that was it. You know, it was just the timing was right for me to do it. Very cool. So Nine Frogs, very memorable name. It's really cool. I love the name. Where did that come from? And what, what does it represent to you? Um, well, from a business standpoint, I wanted a two-syllable.com name. Um, what it actually came from, this was like 2011. I was so naive about, you know, I just thought, oh, you pick a name and you get it, not realizing like every name in the book is already like taken. Um, But how I came about it was uh, I was trying to come up with a name and I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, I'm going to go take a shower and just like try and forget about this whole name thing. And in the shower, there was a little frog, like a plastic frog because my kids were little then. And I was like, oh, frogs are good luck in feng shui. Plus, frogs are cute. Who doesn't like frogs? And then I was like, okay. So then I went to like, no, uh, first I was like colors. So I was like pink frog, purple frog, and those names were all taken. Then I went to numbers. And in my head, I was like, one frog, two, blah, blah, blah. Then I got nine frogs. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's like a really cool name. And I'm like, and the number nine is the money bags number in feng shui. So I'm, I'm saying to myself, Perfect. this has to be. I said, this has to be it. And I literally ran to the computer and I put it in and it was like available. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that was it. Nine, it nine spiritually raw. Let's, let's rename it. Nine <laughs> spiritually raw. Or spiritually That's, raw nine. Spiritually raw nine. That's our new name, everybody. Hey, there everybody, go. we, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Patricia after work from our sponsors. Hang tight. your authentic self and find genuine power with Gina Gardner, number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment coach, and transformational leadership trainer. Gina suffered a serious accident at 29, leaving her paralyzed and learning how to walk not once but twice. It's not the challenges which define us, but what we do with them. You are not broken and you are enough. Gina has dedicated her life to helping people recognize that you have a choice to be happy, to be successful, and to live life full of joy and fulfillment. Access your inner resources to live life fearlessly. Find your true purpose and feel self-confident. Connect with Gina Gardner at genuinely-u.com. That's Gina Gardner at genuinely-u.com. 
Ennebred knows firsthand how to cope with the range of emotions, uncertainty, and grief, both during illness and worst case scenario, after death. To help others, she's authored two grief books, Over the Rainbow Bridge, the story of her young son, Corey, and his inspiring journey as he battled leukemia, and Six World Lessons on Coping with Grief, 100 lessons to help you and your loved ones deal with loss. To purchase her books, go to www.shirleyannabred.com. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritually Raw 9. Spiritually Raw 9, right? You like that? I love it. <laughs> All right. Patricia, oh, I love it. I tell you this. I'm is going weird. to go daddy right after we leave getting here. getting a damn tattoo of that right there. Okay, so so, so Patricia, can you, can you tell us, you being in corporate America, now it sounds like you're living a lot of what you want to do. Can you tell us, what do you think is the main reason? I know it sounds like a cliche question, but really, I'd like to hear from your perspective. What do you think is the main reason people don't go after their dreams? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, because they think it's it's never going to happen. They think it's unobtainable. And that's something I write about a lot in my blogs. Um, I can't tell you how many people that I, you know, see um, and they'll say, oh, you know, I got this idea. I want to do, you know, X, Y, Z, or I want to do A, B, C, whatever. And then I'll say, oh, great, do it. And then, you know, I'll see them, you know, whatever, a month later, six months later, and I say, oh, did you ever do that thing? And they'll be like, oh, no, you know, no time. Or, oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Or, oh, you know, I was telling my family about my idea. And they were like, oh, that, you know, how are you going to do that? Like, that's just not going to happen. Wow. And people give up. People give up before they even try. That's, that's a true. Shame. That's a shame, isn't it? What inspires you? Um, You know what? I think that, you know, Anyone who has a business will tell you, like, it's not easy. You know, it's really, it's just not easy. It's, it's very hard when you're making something from absolutely nothing. Um, for me, I, I just feel like every day I'm like, you know what? I've come this far. You know, I've, I've gotten farther than I would have ever thought at this point in my life with all the different things that I'm doing. I mean, right here, having, you know, this interview on the radio. You know, if someone had asked me seven years ago that I ever think I'd be interviewed on the radio, I'd be like, who's going to want, you know, like, th that's not going to happen. But this is probably, like, the eighth radio interview I've done. Well, you're doing a great job. Yeah, you are doing a great job. Yep, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. So I have to ask you this question. You only okay. date younger men. <gasps> who said that? <laughs> A little birdie I, told me. Is there oh a particular reason why? I, I do prefer dating younger men. Yes, I do. Um, and and they like dating me. I think that I just, um, my energy, quite frankly, you know, I have that, uh, I have a very high frequency of energy. And I think that, um, I don't know, I just, I, I attract younger men and, you know, I, I enjoy their company and, that's just kind of how the way it's been going. Jay's you know, four years yes. younger than me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so go. I totally get I what love, you're I saying. Love, I love older. I do. Not older. I love more uh, wiser women, I should say. More experienced. Way older, too. Okay. okay. <laughs> What's the right you word? You can look at that however you want. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, how do you even say that right? <laughs> Thanks, Juan. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Take the pressure off of me, man. Come on. <laughs> All right, so... Before we go to our next guest, Patricia, can you tell us what's in store for you for 2020 and how can people get a hold of you? 
Well, actually, I just launched my YouTube channel yesterday. Right Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, yes, that's something that's been, you know, in the works. So I, I did start that yesterday. So that's under my name, Patricia Bukowski, and it's called The Lotus Rose. Um, people can find me on my website, which is ninefrog, spelled out N-I-N-E-F-R-O-G-S dot com. Um, and if they want to get in touch with me, they can get in touch with me through my website. They can find me on Instagram, on Nine Frogs. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, you know, Facebook, you name it. So you name it. There you can, go. They can find me. Patricia Bukowski, yes. everybody. Thank you very much, Patricia, for All being right. on. Thank Enjoyed you your story back. and hope to have you back someday, too. And That's this great. time next year, she'll probably have four million followers. I'm sure she will. Oh, she, she, she should after listening to Spiritually Raw 9 or being on Spiritually Raw 9 now. That goes without saying. That's, That's what the our show right is done. All right, so let's talk about our next guest. Up next, we have Frank P. Diversa. He was agnostic for 20 years, and he's been on a spiritual journey ever since incurring a serious yet treatable illness in 1997. This illness inspired him to renew his faith in God and view spirituality and life in a more enlightened way, which motivated him to write Spirituality in the 21st Century. Okay, Mr. Frank DeVersa, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's good, to, it's good to be with you. So, Frank, let's start off with just getting some questions from you. And um, you and I have had the opportunity to talk, you know, off air. And it said, you know, you got a lot of stuff, man, that you're, you're, uh, you know about. So let's break it down for audience. So can you tell us what is agnostic and is that how you grew up? An agnostic is a person who holds that the existence of God is unknown and unknowable. As an agnostic, I was certain of the presence of God. I did not grow up with that belief, although my mother became disenchanted with the Catholic Church when I was 14. We stopped attending Mass from that point forward. Although my father was an altar boy when he was very young, he never attended church with us when we would go. I became an agnostic in 1977, around the age of 20. Hmm. So give me a brief background here. What happened in 1997? Well, I was raised in the town of South Hempstead, New York. It was during my college years that I honed my writing skills. I earned my associate's degree in 1991 with honors. Two years after earning my bachelor's degree in 1996, I moved to Houston, Texas. I worked 14 years in the corporate world before becoming a writer in 2007. I published my first web article on spirituality in 2008 and my first book, Young Adolf, an alternate history in 2011. I published my second book, Politics in America, A Guide to the Two-Party System, in 2012. I've been on a spiritual journey since contracting a serious illness in 1997, which inspired me to write my latest book, Spirituality in the 21st Century. Wow. Can you describe or tell us about that illness? I have a psychiatric condition known as schizoaffective disorder, in which my thoughts sometimes become distorted and my emotions become withdrawn. When that happens, I lose my ability to socialize, and the only thing I can do is isolate myself from others until it subsides. Aww. It is impossible for me to think clearly during such times. I take medication to keep it under control. I had signed something strange was happening the few days leading up to my 40th birthday, which is when I lost all control. I entered into a manic state and felt compelled to throw away a lot of my extraneous belongings. Eventually, the manic state gave way to a series of prolonged depressions in which my thoughts became distorted. I was hospitalized on numerous occasions during this time. 
I haven't had a full episode since 2009, although I had had several smaller ones since then that would go away after a few hours or so. You see, as I mentioned, I was an agnostic for 20 years leading up to the outbreak, and I firmly believe that this illness was God's way of putting me back into spiritual alignment. Congratulations. So that's, when, that's a lot to go through. Yeah, when you talk about God putting you back on spiritual alignment, so how did, how did it change your outlook? It was during a low point in my illness that I renewed my faith in God. As a result, I began to view spirituality and life in a more enlightened way, which in turn inspired me to write a book on the subject. So before before all that, um, Frank, what do you what did you value most um, as agnostic? What was most important to you then? As I said, I doubted the existence of God. I believe that things happen naturally without any preordained purpose. It is difficult for me to remember what I was thinking back then, since I have been a, be a believer for the past 22 years, and my belief system is so different than what it was. I have put those times behind me now. Aw, congratulations. So, in your category or your illness, what, what do you feel makes your story different than others, Frank? The book cuts through religious dogma and presents the material in a straightforward, down-to-earth manner. It should be easy and enjoyable for any adult to read. In it, I talk about my life experiences in the world in general. I've been through a lot of adversity in my time, and I try to share the lessons that I learned along the way with my readers. Aww. You're a really lovely soul, Frank. Isn't That's he, though? I mean, you're really, really just a, such a nice guy. Aww. How did you actually develop your spirituality? It all began with my illness. As I mentioned, it was characterized by psychotic episodes in which my thoughts suddenly become distorted and my emotions become withdrawn. During such episodes, it's a struggle to just think clearly. The only things I can reliably focus on are my psychological problems. Minutes feel like hours. Hours feel like days. Mm. You say hopelessness would take over. I would say to myself, is this all there is to life? It was in my darkest hour that I realized that, these, that there was a void in my life. Something was missing, something big. The further I looked at within my soul, the more I realized it was my spiritual life that was lacking. At that point, I officially accepted God in my life once again. Suddenly, my life no longer seemed hopeless. There was a master plan to everything in the universe, and in some way, I was a part of it. I realized that upon becoming agnostic, I had essentially fallen out of sync with the universe. My illness was God's way of bringing back into spiritual alignment. The years from 1998 to 2006 were especially traumatic. While I am enormously relieved that these bad experiences are now behind me and I would never want to relive them again, I will say that the hardships I endured made me emotionally stronger and more self-reliant in the end. My illness also started to restore my faith. Well, I don't Aww. consider myself Congratulations. Well, I don't consider myself religious. I, I do regard myself as spiritual and maintain a strong belief in God, Jesus Christ, and the afterlife. The more I grew spiritually, the more my love for God grew, and the more I appreciated the role he plays in my life. That's awesome. Frank. So what about what about the what about the role of spirituality in relationships with others? What does that how does that work out in from your opinion? 
To answer that question, I will explain what relationships lead to, that lead to marriage mean to relative to my five fundamental principles of spiritual enlightenment. Since relationships form a big part of our lives, compatible couples need to also focus on spiritual growth, which will help them form a deep and holistic bond. Ideally, you want to begin before you are engaged by following the first three principles of spiritual enlightenment. That is, accept God into your life and Jesus Christ as your Savior, complete your formal education, and learn more about yourself, your health, and your mental well-being. Once you're married, you might either on your own or as a couple pursue the final two principles, learn more about the needs of others, and learn more about the natural environment in which you live. If you are still compatible after following the first three principles, then you will know you have a sound foundation upon which to build a lasting, satisfying relationship. All right, Frank. Frank's well, going to heaven, Jay. He is going to hell. Hell, heaven. He's going to heaven. You're going to heaven, man. You're going to heaven. I promise you. Hey, listen. Uh, we got to take a word from our sponsor, everybody. More with Frank Diverso when we come back. So, Frank, stay on the line with us. We'll be right back with you. Welcome to the world of Jeff Dawson, 35-year road construction veteran to a multi-genre author whose books range from a true love story of his soulmate to a historical perspective of vampires versus the Third Reich. Jeff's unique perspective on life and the way he dealt with the back-to-back tragedies will amaze you with eye-opening revelations. Lose yourself in Jeff's books, such as A Terror at the Sterling, Love's True Second Chance, and Final Delivery, and so much more. Visit Amazon.com and get copies of Jeff Dawson's books today. Jeff's books also make great gifts and great stocking stuffers. successful online you have to have a predictable system that takes the visitor from just being a visitor to a buyer do you need more leads customers and sales if your books and services are not selling and your business is not growing then you need a website audit to get to the root of the issue get a free 20-point website and social media audit report today All right, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritually Raw. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are with Mr. Frank DeBursa. Frank, so where we left off was... Yeah, Frank, so what's your thoughts on, like, the societal growth as a citizen of this earth plane? Well, that's precisely what much of my book is about. To fully answer that question, you need to read my book. Well, there, you, there's that answer, Jay. It's a little bit direct, but that's good. Well, guess what you think? At least he doesn't beat around the bush. Don't read the damn book, everybody. <laughs> Buy the damn book. Yeah. All right, so Frank. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about you know this, this is this one I've been kind of curious about. So you know, with everything you got, you mentioned gun reform in your book. What are your views on the subject? Too many lives and innocently lost to gun violence. Gun reform is an absolute travesty in this country. Mass shootings keep happening, but Congress does nothing to stop them. The paralysis in Washington boils down to two factors. One, Republicans are in control of the Senate. Two, the NRA is control of Republicans. As long as that situation persists, nothing meaningful will happen. People have to share responsibility for changing the status quo and that they need to vote congressmen who fail to act out of office. 
To realize meaningful gun reform, three things must happen. First, we need universal background checks on all gun purchases. Second, we need to ban military-style assault rifles. And third, we need to ban high-capacity magazine clips. I think he's on to something. I want to stop all shootings, but they represent an important step in the right direction. Prayers are nice, but we need real action. You couldn't have said that any better, Frank. I agree with all three of your statements. The gun reform things? Yeah, he's right on target. What about politics, man? What are your views on politics? I have identified what I may be, what may cons- some may consider a controversial pattern of change involving politics. It concerns the developments of public freedoms. I believe God allows a particular party to come into power when he wants, us to, wants to grant certain rights to us. When we reach a point at which we begin taking these rights for granted, he allows the other party to come into power to effectively take them away until such times we are willing to fight for them again. Low voter turnout is a classic example of this. The right to vote is fundamental to our democracy. Voter apathy severely diminishes that right. That's why key provisions of the Voting Rights Act were struck down by the Supreme Court in 2013. The law will remain that way until such times we fully respect the right to vote again. As long as we behave this way, there will always be a valuable opposition party. This is part of the cycle of life. That's why history often repeats itself. It's God's way of teaching us a lesson over and over again until we get it right. It's all part of God's plan. So what is the moral to the story? Treasure your rights or else you run the risk of losing them. As you can tell, my my views towards politics have evolved since writing my second book. Yeah, that was my next question, but you already answered that for me. So tell me about the... Okay, so would you like to share with our audience an excerpt from your book? Excerpt from your book. I'm sorry, say that again? Would you, would you like to share an excerpt from your book with our audience? Oh, yes. Yes, sure. That was good. In the second, chapter 13... It is a bridge for succinctness. Of all the problems that exist in the world today, there is one so pervasive that it touches almost everyone in one way or another. It has been around since the dawn of humanity. Wars have been fought because of it. It is handed down from generation to generation. It manifests itself on both an individual and a societal level. This problem is intolerance. Intolerance is the unyielding adherence to one's opinion and prejudices regardless of how damaging they might be. Tolerance, on the other hand, is the act of acceptance, the measure of a person's ability to effectively deal with difficulty. The question is, do we want to live life full of happiness or hostility? Our society is filled with intolerance against minorities, LGBT individuals, illegal immigrants, and others. For example, blacks have been disenfranchised and underprivileged throughout history, including the present. They are often unfairly targeted by law enforcement. Are we going to merely accept such practices or challenge them and become better citizens as a result? There is no room for complacency in this regard. We cannot rest on our laurels and take for granted the accomplishments made by previous generations. We conquered many forms of prejudice following the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement, but our work is not done. Ultimately, we need to ask ourselves, does there need to be more or less tolerance in God's universe? The only rational you may answer that question is more. Thank you, Frank. Well said. Very nice, Frank. Very nice. All right, Frank. So tell everybody, our audience, how they can get a hold of you, where they can buy this book that you so eloquently read as an excerpt from. 
They can visit my website. Just fill out my name, www.frankdiversity.org. That's F-R-A-N-K, D as in David, A, V as in Victor, E-R-S-A dot O-R-G. All right. There they will find more information about my book along with links to purchase it from Amazon. If they prefer, they can send me a message on my other website, www.frankdiversa.com, via the contact page. They can also access my Facebook page from there. My book can be purchased from either website. And if you didn't get that, everybody, shame on you, because that was a pretty good roadmap right there. So thank you very much, Frank, for being on the show. We really enjoyed it with you, and best of luck to you, my friend. Thank you very much. And I would also like to thank, in uh, love and leaving you all today, our, our guest today, Christine Breeze, the founder of Gaia Sagrada, and you can check her out, and also Patricia Bukowski, and, of course, Frank Diversa, right? So it's been a great show. We really enjoyed it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And remember, tune in often. Tell all your friends. And most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Many blessings. Right on. Many blessings. Look up and I see the stars out tonight. Look up and I feel things just ain't right. Look up and I hear the people cry. Look up and I, I wonder why. Don't you want to know what is? But a flame, a star burning out is the same. Look up and I see things have changed for me. I look up and I feel. And I hear the dolphins cry. I look up and I, I just don't know why. Have we lost our way? Will we be here another day?
stars came out for me Will they move tonight To prove that we are right Life is everywhere Just expand your mind Secrets to unfold. 